Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Coach, welcome in officially. How are you? Officially, great. Has your driver cooled off yet? No, it was a great day yesterday. It really it was. was. Fine, just playing a little golf, hanging out, talking. So, for those who care, nobody cares. Uh, we don't scramble at our buzz event. We, because I, I would feel bad if we won, which we're probably not ever going to win, because a we don't pencil whip well enough, and b what one? I don't even know. Fifty-five, maybe. Seventeen mm-hmm. under. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not undoable. But I've seen twenty-one win there before mm-hmm. too. Chris Jenkins had a bunch out there one time. They shot like twenty-one under. Anyway. Uh, so we just play. So Wes and Coach took on me and Coach Conk, and uh, I got called away before the match was over, but we were dead even going into 17. 17. We all hit our drives in pretty good shape and then uh, had to leave. So I guess we lost by forfeit. Call, I called it a forfeit. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That sounds reasonable. Anyway, Coach, uh, Coach <laughs> so why Kelly. So double or nothing now? Yeah, don't get double in a uh, long drive situation with Coach Kelly because he mushes it. He mushes it. Wes mushes it too. Yeah, Wes hits it a mile. We knew that. But yours hits the fairway more. My, I'm pretty straight. Yeah, I do hit it pretty Sometimes strong. I'd take that. You saw me hit it about as good as I hit it yesterday. You hit a good couple times. I hit a lot of, not driving it, I'm just saying like hitting shots. Oh, like, no, you hit really yeah, good. Hit a bunch of greens and made a couple I'd be like and, 50 yards out, you're like 100 yards out, and your ball's always way closer than mine. Yeah. Try for show, wedge for dough. That was the best by far I've ever seen you play. Yeah. I mean, from tee to green. Yeah. I mean, usually chipping, you're, I'm like, he's going to chili dip this. So I caught him and on he, his best I day. Mean, he was chipping it up there close. Oh, I know. He was making yeah, no, his putts. Good. Or if he missed, or that was just a few times he missed the green. If Most times he was him, hitting the green, some, making putts. Yeah, if you had had some scissors to snip those sleeves, you might have stuck it close enough to make all the putts. That's probably true, Coach. That was holding me back. That bush shirt needs to be replaced. Anyway, we could spend the next two hours talking about how great I was yesterday, but I think people probably <laughs> rather listen to Coach talk about football. So. Let's get into it. It is going to be a spectacular week in the natural state for football. By the way, there is a game tonight, in case you're interested. We don't have it on the bus. But is the hurricane reschedule, SMU at UCF. Huh. About a three-point line, so a pretty good ball game, in case you're looking for something to wager on tonight. That's Gus, right? And Gus Lashley? And Rhett. That's right. Yeah, yeah, how about former, yeah. what was he, his former OC Shiloh or quarterback? quarterback. Was he, his, he, he, worked wasn't, for he wasn't there. It was uh, uh, Chris uh, that's at Sh- uh, Harbor was Rhett's coach. In okay. high school. Okay. And then uh, Rhett was with him at uh, Auburn, then went to Sanford as the OC, then came back to Auburn. And so he was with him as a, he was his OC for a while. You give either one an advantage because of that? No, nah, I give I give Gus an advantage with the players. I mean, he's got, I think he's got better players. But, no, I don't give either one of them an advantage. I think they know each other well. I think yeah. they know what each other – Gus wants to run the ball a little bit more. Rhett likes to throw it a little bit more. So, you know, I think you see that in their play. Uh, I just got a text that said you'd continue to lose to PA and everything. That's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Real funny, Steve. Uh, listen, uh, let's talk about Arkansas. And, I, I mean, we talked about it with Coach Conk yesterday, and I, I think he nailed it. I mean, there seems to be a little bit of, and I haven't said this in the Sam Pittman era, a little bit of discombobulation. Um, and, again, when you lose your quarterback, anything could happen. But it looks like this was the first time I feel like there's a little bad mojo going up there right now, and I don't know what it is, and they can right the ship immediately by beating Mississippi State this week. What do you think about the program where they are right now with what's coming up? 
You know, I don't know what the word is. You use discombobulation. I, I think there's something. It seems like there's something because it's the first time I've seen the fan base just not like all like we're going to win no matter what. We're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys if we play them, you know, that kind of thing. And I think you're seeing a little bit of that from the players too. But what what's going to happen now is we're going to see for the very first time and, and uh, you know, how Sam Pittman deals with a little bit of adversity, especially – if they don't play well in this next game, mm-hmm. then th- those guys are going to have to come together, and it's a little bit up to the coordinators too, for sure. But you know, and Sam's done. Sam's pushed the right buttons all the way through, but I don't know that he's been right here yet. So it's a, I'm anxious to see how how they do it. I, I think he's such a good guy. It's easy for the guys to fall behind him and things like that. But man, there's a lot more to it. You got some guys not wanting to talk about. You know, the players now being out in the media with this NIL stuff. It's way harder to control what they say. And people are taking things and running with them on social media. That may not be true. That may not be how that player felt. They're twisting the words a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you got all that stuff comes back in the locker room. Then you got problems. Like yesterday when Malik Hornsby told David Basil and company that he just needed a fresh start on his Instagram. And David said, So you were frustrated. And he says, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Okay. What do you think Arkansas's chances of winning without KJ? Where would you put it? You know, I, I'm. It depends on how they decide to call the game. If they play it conservative, they have, I don't think they've got a very good chance. If they put the ball in the quarterback's hands and say, you know what, we're just going to play our offense, and instead of counting on K.J. to one progression, take off running, go through the progressions, and, and who knows if, if they're capable of that. But uh, if they do that, I think they've got a better chance. You still have to play your game. If you look, for the most part, what do people do with a backup quarterback? They play conservative, and they end up losing anyway. You might as well play your game and mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, if you believe in your game plan, you believe in your schemes, you believe in your system, go play it and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, we were at Harrison playing in, in, a, in a game, in a playoffs game, and Bra- Braden Bratcher got hurt. Braden Bratcher ended up leading the country in passing that year. He goes out, and everybody on my headset is like, and we're in the fourth quarter, we're down by six points. And everybody on the headset is like, okay, well, Coach, let's put in our Wildcat package, just run the ball. I'm like, no, we're going to go with Nolan Bruffett. We, 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 and I, we tried him out there, and everybody's like, okay, let's run the ball. It's first down, give the ball to Joe. we got Joe Hyman. And I'm like, I wouldn't run the ball if that's what we were if, – if, if Braden was in right here. And so we threw the ball three out of the next four plays, scored a touchdown, and then uh, he threw for the two-point conversion, and we won the game. So You're such a contrarian. I love it. Well, I mean, I mean you <laughs> that's know That's why what? I like you. I think I just figured it out. You are a contrarian, and that's why I like you because we're the same. So I would either hate your guts or love you, and I love hey, What you. does Mississippi State think we're going to do if we trot out a backup? Run. Run. Oh, yeah, run. All week, that's what they're preparing for. If we came out and ran our system, and and the little difference, the nuance is going to be our quarterback, if we put the Horton kid, he didn't want to run. He wants to throw the ball probably a little bit more. And if they'll let him go to number two, mm-hmm. one, two, three, mm-hmm. how much would that catch Mississippi State off guard? Sure. And I think it's a big difference. I think that's the avenue I would take. But what if Fortin's nervous? What if Fortin hears a who? What if he gets Fortin. scared? Uh, well, I mean, if he gets scared, he probably shouldn't have been in there. That's a good point. But that's the coach's job to get him ready for that. Okay, so I don't know how much you've had to, been able to analyze what they've done in the past because they have had a track record of success against that passing attack of Mississippi State. Not on whatever Coach Odom's dialed up, it's worked out well. Now, this may be the biggest issues he's had on the back end since he's been there, and that's saying something. But can they uh, sort of reinvent that or recreate that again, you think? I think, yeah, I mean, I think Odom does a great job with with the passing game. I really do. I I think this plays into his strength of what he's good at defending. But I also think the one good thing for Arkansas is Mississippi State doesn't just line up and throw it deep. You know, they pick you apart. That plays a little bit more in Arkansas's hands. It doesn't expose our corners. You know, from what I understand, we've moved 
um, Hudson Clark to safety, and we're going to run a, a three-deep safety, and, and the corners are going to play more of the mid-range short, try to take away the short two. That that helps because I think Hudson Clark's a better safety probably than he is a corner. Mm-hmm. I think all that stuff helps. So so I think all that stuff plays into it. But the thing is, this year I've noticed, and, and I know you can look at numbers, but you got to take out the last – when a team's up 21 or up four minutes or the last two minutes of a game and two minutes of a half and stuff like that. But, you know, Leach is running the ball more in games that matter a little bit more and in those situations. If teams are dropping eight, he's running the ball a little bit more. And uh, if he does that, now that could create some problems because we haven't been great against stopping the run. And if we're dropping guys and only got five in the box anyway, it's going to be even tougher for us. Hey, still two to one pass to, to run. Arkansas is the opposite. So the question becomes, can Arkansas run the ball effectively enough to keep them off the field? Admittedly, maybe you want to run your offense, um, but can they run? I, I haven't seen Mississippi State enough to get a good feel for whether they can hold Arkansas's run attack down. Well, the numbers are skewed like that because when K.J. is designated to pass and he takes off running, that's right. counted as a run. So I, I don't think it's as skewed as those numbers okay. you just said are. So, but, you think but, Arkansas is closer to 50-50 in play call? Yeah, I think they are. Okay. And I think that's what they want to be. You know, I think they want to be that. Mississippi State's got a stud linebacker, though, that I'm, I'm excited to watch play hmm. a full game, too. So, uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll just depend on, again, I mean, I think KJ's going to be playing, and I think that, that, that adds, adds something to it. But that all said, if uh, Mississippi State lines up and runs the ball effectively, then Arkansas is in a lot of trouble. Okay. What do you see with KJ? Uh, there were some throws that he missed once again against Alabama, and, and these are throws I feel like he should be making. Is there something you see mechanic-wise that he that's causing the problems? Yeah, and you know it's really hard for a coach. I what I'm you know you can talk about fixing arm motion and arm angles and things like that, but it's like a shooter in basketball. If a kid's grown up throwing the ball or shooting the ball a certain way, you're not going to be able to change that very well. Uh, but the one thing you can change quickly and easily from week to week is his footwork. I mean, if a kid's got too long a stride, he's going to throw the ball high. If it's a little too short on the stride, the ball's going to go a little low. If they're not taking their front foot, their lead foot, and, and it, it doesn't open up and point directly at their target, then they've got to time the release because the ball comes around like in a, in, in a circular pattern, and they have to time the release. If you're stepping right at your target – then it's not that way. So so what I see is I see his lead foot is not always pointed at his target. Now, some of that is because at any moment he knows he might take off running, and I don't think he ever takes a drop, gathers, steps, and throws. It's take a drop, look for your progression, thinking I might be running right here, and then he steps and then decides to throw, and so his footwork's a little bit off. And when you do that, it's really tough to be consistently accurate. I mean, it's truly the problem. I've said this a million times out uh, with Carson Wentz right now. His lead foot is all over the place, and the guy throws the ball all over the place. When I see K.J. miss a throw, I saw a couple third-down throws. The guy's two yards open on an out route, and that's a throw we know he can make. If he doesn't and he misses, if you look at his feet, look and see if his toe, his front foot is pointed right where he wanted the ball to go. And I'll bet you 99% of the time it's not. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what about the rest of the SEC? We got a Tennessee LSU matchup that Wes and I are both intrigued by. Do you think LSU can score enough points to keep up with the Vols at home? It is an early game, eleven, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean that helps Tennessee. I think LSU is going to win that game. You do? I do. Tell I me. I do, and I and I don't. I don't. You know, Brian Kelly, for whatever everybody thinks he is, he is a pretty good football coach. And I mean, he's done it at different places and done well. I think now he's had enough time with them. 
every game they're going to get a little bit better. I think we've seen that. And every game they're going to get a little bit better. They beat a pretty good uh, uh, Mississippi State team and ended up beating them pretty good after they got down at home from those guys. Uh, Tennessee, I'm always looking for that shooter drop a little bit just because it's Tennessee, and that's not a good reason. I think I think they've got them going in the right direction. But at LSU, that's a big deal. LSU's playing well. I think he's getting – Brian Kelly's a quarterback guy too. I think he's getting his quarterback to understand what he wants, make less mistakes, run a little bit less when he wants to, stay back there and throw the ball if it's open. And then that hesitation of waiting, and I think that would help KJ a little bit too – of waiting a little bit longer to see if that second look is open, that means everybody dropped a little bit further. That opens up those running lanes a little bit more. And I think I think uh, Brian Kelly's really good at that. I think he's got his quarterback doing that, and I think they give Tennessee Tennessee a run for their money. I think they beat them straight up. Hmm. That got me thinking differently then. Right, not me. It's just another one of those coaches who believes too much in coaching and not enough in the players. It's just like Coach Conk. We had this debate yesterday. So, so who, what are you saying? Players Coach player. Conk agrees with you, and but I, he's also blinded by Cajun and Catholic love. He is. I'm and not. Kelly. I'm not. I can't stand LSU. Okay. <laughs> so the fact that I think they're going to win makes me think they're really okay. good. Okay. All right. Uh, there's the uh, Kentucky bounce back. Uh, last week uh, they they struggled, and uh, this week they get South Carolina. They're at home. I think it's like ten. Justin likes Kentucky a lot too, and I, I think I do too. I know. Unfortunately, I think I do too. I think South Carolina's garbage. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're just not very good. Kentucky, I mean, in every – I rewatched a lot of that game. I mean – The Ole Miss game? They should have won the game. They yeah. should have. I mean, it, it, they probably should have won it by two touchdowns. And I, I just think there were a lot of little things that went – you know, you make the things go your way, so to speak, you know, without making those mistakes. But, man, it, it took a lot for, for them to lose the football game. And they moved the ball up and down um, – they did a pretty good job on defense. Under Stoops, they're always going to do a good job yeah. on defense. The letdown factor, I think early in the game, you know, you look in the first quarter, it's going to be tight, but uh, Kentucky just looked really good except for just three or four plays, and they could easily – South Carolina's probably on the edge of losing their, you know, losing their team and losing their season, so to speak. So I think uh, they're just waiting for Kentucky to do one good thing and then folding it up and ready to go back. But I think Kentucky could beat them, you know, two or three touchdowns. Who's the third best team in the SEC? Ooh. Well, who's first best? I don't care. Either I mean, Alabama or Georgia. We, yeah. Everybody was saying Georgia until yeah. they played Missouri, right? And I watched yeah. the whole Missouri game. And so now everybody's like, well, you know, it's Alabama because they're number one now. Yeah. Uh, but one bad game doesn't make, you know, I mean, there's I a lot of things that go into The week that. before that, they didn't play great and blow out Kent, Kent State. State. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's understandable. Right, yeah, yeah, they're not I, taking I gave them a pass wide. for that. Yeah. And I thought they'd bounce back against Missouri and roll. I really thought, I really thought against Missouri, they'd be looking ahead to Auburn. Auburn's not very far away. Next day, it over, you know. And I was Rivalry. talking, yeah, I was yeah. talking to somebody, that, somebody else about that. And Faroe Field's also very intimidating. <laughs> so the the first best team I do think is Alabama. Okay, I do think they are. By the way, at Oakland, both plus one hundred, Alabama, Georgia, toss up to win the SEC, to win the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, you know, is Tennessee the third best team? Why is it sad? Huh? Why is it sad? Because I just said they were going to get beat by LSU, and LSU, I don't think is the fourth best. Team. I think every, t- <laughs> I think anybody can beat anybody, just about outside of Vanderbilt and South Carolina, maybe on a given week outside of the top two. They can, yeah. I, I think Ole Miss a little overrated for where they are right now. I think later in the season they'll be good. I mean that that quarterback's first year, he he gets a lot better. The graph goes up at a higher a higher rate. Than, that being than said, others. they're going to be Vanderbilt by a hundred this weekend. 
Well, yeah, it's Vanderbilt. Okay. I mean, me and you and Wes and, and Christian could make a good game against them. Well, it's not a very big line. It's less than I thought. It's like 19. It's in Nashville, but still. Again. There'll be more Ole Miss fans than Vanderbilt fans. Probably true. Maybe they're counting on Lane Kiffin being nice at the end. To whom? I know they're not. He's Lane no, Kiffin's not nice. He's, that's He's not nice. Guy. No, trust me. Game recognized game. He ain't nice. Uh, okay, so from the NFL, what's the best matchup in the NFL this week? Man, there's some. There's some. I, I didn't like the matchups this week. The Broncos, Colts. I'm so disappointed in the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, that's supposed to be a tight game. The Colts, <laughs> they beat the Chiefs. And then you turn around and lose just dumb. I wasn't surprised at the times. That was the first time that uh, Derrick Henry's had a hundred yard rushing game this year. Yeah, their, it, their defense has been disappointing. Well, their defense was disappointing last year. Look what they did where they 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 retained the number one seed, and then they get just stomped. You know, they just look terrible against the Bengals. The King, Broncos. I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I, I love you Russell are. Wilson, and they just look like crap. But I th- I'm blaming that on Nathaniel Hackett. They asked him about playing this week, and he said he th- he believes he's going to be in there. I didn't know he was dinged up, but apparently he's not 100 percent either. Yeah, he's dinged up. I think he gained a little too much weight. Yeah, you know, well, he's, he's not in the subway a lot. He's not. <laughs> both that and I, that, and he was Dangerously the most spicy. He was the most hit quarterback in the league in the last five years, and yeah. I think he thickened up so to protect himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, he's not as quick, and then you get hit a little bit more because you can't get out of the way. You know? <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you look at things a little bit. Uh, the Chargers-Browns game will be fun. I didn't realize that um, – I can't remember the Chargers quarterback name. Justin, Justin Herbert. Thank you. I don't know why. Hmm. I know, and his first name is mine. <laughs> Idiot. Anyway, he leads the league in passing. Even though he was yeah. you know injured, he's still the top passer in the league. But Allen's right on his butt. You think Herbert will end up being the leading passer in the league? Probably because they're going to be behind a lot. Yeah, and he's also surrounded by talented guys. It's kind of like Dak did a couple years ago where they were always behind. He was throwing for 500 yards a game. And yeah. yeah, and they're supposed to be so good on defense, too. I yeah. mean, that, they uh-huh. put so much money yeah. in the defense, and they're terrible. Is but it injuries? He will, he will have a huge game against the Browns. The Browns are the worst team in the league right now against the pass in 5,000 of the situations you can be in. And they've <laughs> played crap teams. Look at, look at their quarterbacks that they've played. So if you're looking at that, they've played – Okay, they did play. They played uh, Carolina. They played Baker Mayfield. And Terrible. Baker threw all over them. They played the Jets. The Jets. I mean, Flacco threw, Flacco threw for, like, for, three for like four hundred yeah. on them. Yeah, uh, they played Pittsburgh. They don't even have a quarterback. No, I mean they, they don't just change this yeah. week. So, I mean, it's Kenny Pickett, Pickett. but Pickett ran for two touchdowns last week, and his first pass was a pick. And yeah. then they played. They played Atlanta, and, and and Mariota threw all over them. So I mean, they've played. Mariota nobody. had a couple of good games. They've played nobody, and they're they played nobody, and their defense is still the worst against the pass in the league. Okay, wait till they play Herbert. He may throw for five hundred. That'd be great. I'll bet on that. Uh, they're both two and two, by the way. How about the Cowboys this week? Can Cooper Rush keep it going? Uh, they finally play some. No, the Rams are going to destroy them. Destroy? Destroy? Yeah. Rams have been a little disappointing though. They've been Why? really disappointing. Stafford is going to throw one pick, probably a pick six. He does it every every week. That's that's your bet, Justin. The over is always going to be one half of an interception. Mm-hmm. Just play him. You're going to win more times than not. The guy threw like 17 last year and led the league. Threw a great one last week when they were looking to come down and, you know, throw a pick six on a screen. It's hard to throw a pick six on a tunnel screen. How about San Francisco at Carolina? It's only six and a half point line. Is that enough? <sighs> yeah, I, I think San Francisco. I think they're going to run. Yeah, I think they're going to run. Last week well, they were terrible. I know, and but then I, this week they were great. I know. Yeah, last week against Denver they were awful. I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to trend up. I think I so Really too. think they're going to trend up. That's they're, like a twenty-seven like, okay, ten game. Garoppolo's our guy because everybody was still like, "Is Lance going to be able to do it?" Garoppolo's waiting in the wings. If he can't, now for sure it's him. So I think they're going to trend up. Okay. The All run right. game's so good too. Got to hit a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach, I appreciate you. You want to hang out for a little bit? Are you it's sick nicest, of us from yesterday? It's the nicest thing you've ever asked me. Well. You got you got honors after yesterday. So. I like that song too. It's a good one.
I like it. It's on my uh, workout playlist. Puts Mine me in the right frame of mind. Uh, Wes? Yes. It's 11.33. I don't know if you noticed or not, but we got uh, Richard Davenport coming up. And another intriguing guy in the final hour, Jacob Batalon. For those of you who don't know, he plays Ned, Spider-Man's buddy on uh, the Spider-Man movies with, uh, what's the kid's name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland, thank you. Zendaya. And his girlfriend Zendaya. Yeah, more in importantly. In real life and in the movie. Yeah, how about in that? In real life and she looks so young. Yeah, well, he's young they're too. The same age, yeah, they're in their early twenties, mid twenties. I'm glad he's got his own. I'm glad he's got his lead role here. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Coach knows what's up. I'm also not uh, sure. I didn't realize this until this week that Kaylee Cuoco's dating her dude from uh, the, whatever show the they're on. Kid? Yeah, the dude that was on the, the flight National attendant? Lampoons. Yes, yes. She's dating the guy from the flight attendant or from another show? No, no, from, from her Bang show. Theory. The main character. Oh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, she's on Big Bang Theory. Never got into that. The little nerdy guy that was on uh, the uh, Roseanne show? He was Christmas Vacation Rusty. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Christmas Vacation Rusty. He was. Galecki? What's his first name? Johnny. John? It probably is Jonathan, but Johnny Galecki. Yeah. I didn't know they were dating. I did not either. I didn't either. It was Jonathan when he was young. Now he's Johnny. She went on and on about their first kiss on screen was before their first kiss off screen, and so it was like a whole thing. And it was was a cute little read. Like they were, she talked to People magazine. Wasn't week. she married? Like, it sounds right though. I let, I let that get away. She's still doing Priceline commercials. I don't know. I haven't seen. I any. don't think Shatner is either. Well, they ran that dry. Priceline's old. Well, they probably don't have much of a marketing budget anymore. Who the hell uses Priceline? <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, Wes. That's all right. <laughs> Yesterday I uh, drove my uh, daughter's car around and uh, just made me realize how great it was to go out to Guatney Chevrolet and to uh, get a quality used vehicle from them. They can k- take care of you. It's not just uh, Chevrolets they sell. they got a great list of inventory of uh, previously owned vehicles. You can go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com, take a look at all the cars out there. But remember, they got some great deals right now, like 0% interest on some of the vehicles out there, like the Equinox. You can get 90 days, no payments on some other pay- on some other cars. That means no payment for November, December, and to January. No payment, no car payment for the rest of the year. How's that sound? They'll do that for you at Guatney Chevrolet. And remember, they're paying top dollar for quality used cars, trucks, SUVs, up to four or $5,000 over book price. So head on out to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see what Guatney Chevrolet can do for you. It's a good plug. He's good at that. No, no. I'm going to plug mine as it's going off quick. Heffley, three weeks ago, I couldn't walk. Yesterday, I'm out playing golf, hitting boomers. Wow. That is impressive. What was wrong with you? Felt good. Tore some meniscus in my knee. Some meniscus? Well, all of it. Whatever I had left. <laughs> well, they do. You can tear some meniscus. Did they glue you back together? Huh? They glue you back together. Waved a little magic potion and Next rubbed, thing it, you know. rubbed it the right way. Took some MRI.